0: Hello and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, is my probably slightly a little down get, uh, host, uh, Jim Stam. How you doing, man? Gary, sometimes you win some. Sometimes you lose
1: some. Sometimes you get swept by the best team in baseball. And, uh, yeah,
0: so that's where we're at right now. Right. And man, like, I don't want to go chapter and verse through now this entire series, because first of all, I think I'd rather focus on the collateral damage of this series. Basically things we've identified as issues, things we think we can, we, we can fix things. We think we should try to fix and, I want to start out Jim with what can a team learn from getting punched in the face like this? It's their first real punch in the face this year. And you can feel it. The team's down teams edgy. In fact, leaving Washington, I felt like Derek Shelton was a little bit snarly, you know, and, and Tuesday he seemed a little bit off. Right. And then he, he almost Mm -hmm. tried to get run Tuesday night. You know, and then Wednesday he was going after it, got thrown out. I think if he hadn't got thrown out, you know, yesterday he would have gotten thrown out today.
1: Oh, for sure, somebody was going to get tossed on that bench. Might as so well. So let's, let's
0: talk about that. The umpiring crew, for one thing. I mean, Kutch is on a tirade right now about it. Right? Yeah. It's. It was bad. It was really bad. It, I mean, and you see these scorecards. The scorecards never do it justice. The, the umpire wing was bad for both sides. I'm not sitting here saying that they necessarily were hundred percent in the bag for one team or the other, but after that balk call problem, there was a definitive turn where I'm, it, it was really hard to not feel like the umpires were going after the pirates, right? I mean, I hate to be that guy because I don't buy into that stuff. But man, it felt vindictive at times to the point of like, even like the F word at at Shelton is, is kind of odd for the official. It's, it's,
1: it's very escalatory. And to the, to the extent where I was kind of blown away by the, um, the aggressiveness of that crew chief. And then it kind of trickled down to everybody else on, you know, on that crew, Look, there's a human element to, to baseball. Um, I we are both people that don't like to blame umpires, and let's be right. real. Let's be real honest. Like they didn't play well enough to win the, those the, this series. So
0: yeah, I it's not. I don't think, that, I don't think that, I, that anybody should construe that we're trying to take any of the blame off of the team and give it to the umpires. But yeah, it
1: it, it it started to feel a little personal. As the, the games went on and they were missing some things, you know, with the pitch clock, a couple box and some big situations, the strike zone. I, I don't know what's going on with the strike zone anymore, Gary. Like it seems like a <laughs> league wide mandate was, was made and nobody informed anybody but the umpires. And um, I don't know if that's, to ensure that the games stay quick, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know, but man, we're talking consistently pitches three, four, five inches out of the zone. Be it to the left, right, up, down. At some point, they've got to make an adjustment. I've noticed teams that, too. Do, teams that do offensively first will 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 be better off for it.
0: Yeah, and I think the Pirates. Uh, that, that's one thing I wanted to take away from the Rays series. I think um one thing I saw in this series is they, they tried to be patient at the plate, but patience against what the rays were throwing at them was only going to lead to 0, 2, one, two counts. You know, those are strike throwers. So, right. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean you have to swing at the first pitch every time. I mean, obviously wait for your pitch and, and take a swing, but there was a lot of, uh, called third strikes, this is where it kind of crosses into the umpires were a problem. A lot of those called third strikes were not close to strikes (laughs) and worse. They weren't strikes when our pitchers were hitting those spots. So I, I mean, I didn't like the approach at the plate, but you know, at some point you got to take the umpires out of the equation and take the the bat off your shoulder. Yeah, you got to realize the ump can't be trusted. And I close will say too
1: close. I will say that like super close pitches in general. Boy, you can't sit there with the bat on your shoulder. It's it's you're playing a dangerous game there in baseball. Anyway, I think it's really hard. You're talking about stuff that batters pitcher or batters have done, hitters have done thousands and thousands. They see a ball four inches off the plate it's a it's it's hard to even though you know that he's doing that when it's that bad i, I there's 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 a disconnect there where you still can't make yourself swing at it i mean know? there's
0: another part facet to that like for kutch in particular a lot of the strikes that were called on him were a good three four inches up right mm-hmm. he probably can't get to that pitch anymore Most of the time, you know, so that can't be a strike
1: or or he's just done. And the velocities these days, anybody who's getting those calls, a lot of hitters are not going to be able to do anything with that in general. So, you know, um, look, it was a rough series. You, You combine bad, bad play, bad umpiring and some bad luck against a really good team, you're going to walk out of there probably getting swept. And that's what happened, Gary. I mean, it was sure. a convergence of a lot of things. Now, how do you respond? How How does this team that hadn't been in this situation before, how How are they
0: now in this situation responding from it? It's all This is all new. Yeah, and speaking of new, I mean, another thing we got to touch on from this series was, man, the venue plays different, doesn't it? Boy, does that place play weird? It's it's difficult for everybody to navigate, I'm sure. Ground balls are faster. I actually felt like I was watching a game at Three Rivers. I mean, like
1: the, way like the balls were flying through the ago, infield. Yeah. Or the or the Metrodome or something like yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: like, yeah. yeah, home run should have been off that hefty bag instead of the, the scoreboard <laughs> right, out there. Right. Right? But yeah, it was uh it was just a unique series. Um I'm glad they got punched in the face early. I really am. I think it'll, I think it will help them in the long run, to be honest with you. Now I'll think it'll help more if they escape this without injury, because uh, Vince Velasquez, you know, you and I both saw it pretty quick on, on the broadcast that he, mm-hmm. that he was toying with his elbow. We're just trained to stare at that. You know, yeah. you, you always kind of hope it's nothing. Rowan's does it a lot. So he may, he freaks me out most games watching him. Yeah. Um, but Vince did it. Vince doesn't do that a lot. He has a lot of quirks. That's not one of them. He ends up leaving the game. Um, sounded pretty optimistic in the locker room, but what a player feels and sounds like doesn't much matter in that situation. So if he has to go down, this may be a line of demarcation in this season for a couple reasons. And let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what those reasons might be, Jim. And I think you know what one of them is, and it's a very big Dominican. All right, do make sure you get the app. We are back here on the Pirates Fan Forum at DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network or YouTube or wherever you are. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. It really helps us. And make sure you give us a like. We appreciate that very much if you think the content is worth it. And please contribute in the chat. We enjoy getting to you, and I will get to you guys, Shady and Dave, that I see in there. Jim... But we got some business to discuss now, Gary, because. Yeah, because the logical call up would be Luis Ortiz. We yeah. talked a little bit last week that sound is like the changeup had come along enough that, you know, people kind of felt like he was ready and we go, well, we don't need him. And now we might need him, because um, even if this is nothing with Vince, you'd think precaution would lead you to probably give him a little bit of downtime, if nothing else. Right. You know, yeah, it's pretty rare I, that they just go right back out on the mound. It'd be nice if it did.
1: I can't imagine you, you will see him go right back out there for another start. I think that you want to be very careful with this kind of stuff obviously. And anytime a guy goes off the mound, talks to the trainer goes right back down the tunnel. Yeah. Um, it's scary stuff, man. The elbow, you know, we all know how scary that is. I think I think we'll be without him for a little bit. Hopefully not an extended period of time, but sometime. Yeah, because maybe and maybe that and maybe that will factor into the decision on who they decide to plug. Sure.
0: But let's see what happens. But Ortiz would probably make the most sense. I mean, there's no forty man move there. He seems ready. He's a stud. Um we're, we're already beyond the year of control threshold. So now you're just talking about super two nonsense. I don't know that he's necessarily a guy that needs to be worried about in that, in that category, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I could see him being the call. The other options are like Caleb Smith. Um, Osvaldo Beto Beto hasn't been great this year. Nothing Caleb super Smith sexy. Been, yeah. Caleb Smith's been okay. Um, I I don't know, short, short term, those, that's kind of what you have to work with. And, uh, I don't think Quinn Priester's ready. So yeah, Ortiz would probably be the one. So maybe there'd be a little bit of at least like an injection of something different to change the energy or the voodoo in the room a little bit. Yeah, and, and that's that
1: first taste of, like, getting those reinforcements, right? That first little taste for the team, for the fans. Um, and you don't want to sit on this good start. I don't, you know, I, 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 yeah, I, I would be, it's a safe, aggressive move at this point. I think that that's what you hope to have waiting for you in the minors, right? Sure. Is that guy. I hope it's him. I I'll be disappointed, quite frankly, Gary, if it's not.
0: Right. And Dave brought something up here that I was going to bring up as another point too here. He said, could they start Bolton? Um I mean they they haven't used him as a starter all season. He's been a starter his entire career up until this point though. Um I also think they want to see what he can do in the bullpen and by all reports it sounds like he kind of embraced the role a little bit and bluntly it's the reason he's in the major leagues right now yeah so could
1: probably they, not yeah
0: arvin Majinski potentially is somebody that they could reverse course on and maybe try to ramp back up Mm-hmm. kyle nicholas is somebody they could maybe accelerate a little bit but i think Luis ortiz makes the most sense
1: i i think so and and um It's a shame because I wasn't very excited about Vince Velasquez, um, but he he really looked good these last four or five starts. I mean, and good is probably an
0: understatement. He's been great. (laughs) He did. So it's a shame. It's a shame. He looked really good. And he was, um, I even liked the attitude he was flashing earlier in this game. You know, so he
1: told, he told Wander Franco to get his ass back in the batter's box when he was standing at second, and we I think we know what that's about, but you need guys like that with some attitude
0: so we're at a good point now where I think you know we've we've seen some players enough to start evaluating them a little bit and and this series too, I think was the best competition they faced, so the way that your your team performs against that competition it kind of opens your eyes a little bit more, you know. You care more about what they do in this sort of situation than they do against the Rockies, for instance, right? So it's a good time to start asking questions like Shady has here. Austin Hedges is a great catcher, but he's almost a guaranteed strikeout every time he sees the plate. You know, it's a topic we were going to talk about anyway, Jim. Austin Hedges, he has been as advertised, horrible at the plate. Uh, if you want to just say he's still the starter and he's super great with the, with the pitchers and everything, I can get behind that, and I can certainly get behind the fact that the team knew what they were buying. I mean, this is exactly what he was, exactly what he is. I personally, as a defense-first catcher, am a little frustrated with his lack of control of the running game. And some of that obviously goes on the pitching staff as well, but right, if he's an extension of the coaching ranks, as they tend to talk about these catchers being, I'd like to see him do better. And if he is so superior to Jason Delay, who's hitting over three hundred, why is Jason Delay throwing guys out, and he's not? You know, yeah, yeah two, two, he had two caught stealings today. And he seems to call a relatively okay game. I mean, I could argue the pitching staff did better today with him catching than it has all series. It's a fine
1: line, right? Because when you look at what this pitching staff has done, Hedges deserves some of that credit. We don't know how much.
0: Sure. They all give him credit.
1: Right. So those things are always so hard to quantify, right? But um the the other issue with hedges is is he he's actually been much worse with the bat than he was before and that's saying something like we're talking we're talking a guy that is now i mean he's a career 188 hitter he's hitting 133 career 327 slugging percentage 156 this year uh, career OPS of 574, 391.
0: Like it's, he's actually been worse. Yeah. And so, you know, it's worse than having Chad Cole take about a, a spot in your order five days a week. It's really, really been
1: bad. Yeah. So you, te- you, you put that on to, um, on to the defensive side of things in the, in the running game. Um, yeah. He's got to get, he's got to be a little better there because the book is going to be out. You know, um, teams are going to run on them like they've been running on teams and they're going to have to make an adjustment. I don't, you know, you play delay a lot. He's not going to hit 300. I mean, we know that he'll, he'll probably hit 240 or 230.
0: I, I honestly don't know what we know, Jim, because since Jason delay started playing for the pirates, he has not done anything that he was supposed to do.
1: Right. I'm just saying, like, ex- like, looking out, like, I think those guys tend to get exposed the more and more they play. That's the only reason I'm saying that.
0: I don't think you're wrong about that phenomenon, but I'm saying we're talking about a phenomenon. This guy never did this in the minors, ever. And as soon as he set foot on a major league field, he suddenly he handled- decided to start hitting. Yeah, he's handled himself very well. I, mean, I don't understand what happened to him or what metamorphosis took place. Uh-huh. Maybe it was the threat of realizing the end of his career was right around the corner if he didn't put everything on the table all at once. But he has turned it around. I, what do you do if you're the Pirates, though? You've you've put a lot of time and you've you've taught put a lot of confidence in Austin Hedges being the guy, the guru. I can't complain about the pitching staff. He's been running the pitching staff. But I don't see an awful drop-off when Jason Delay does. Do you maybe give him a run of a few games here and there in a row and maybe just work them more evenly?
1: You you could you could do the even thing. You could also not let hedges bat later in games if 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 it's going to be an issue where you feel like you if he doesn't start even making contact if he doesn't start making contact with the baseball you can't let him take those important at bats at the end of games um yeah so th- i i think there's an adjustment that probably needs to be made we are only a month into the season um but it's you know, and I don't know we don't know what the what the the clubhouse feels about it's head like would 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 pit, the pitchers be like, no, no, no no, we we, we want hedges back there, you, you know what I'm saying, like we just don't know that either, because pitchers I don't are think funny that, yeah, because pitchers are funny about hey, I want
0: I like my guy, especially you would think a guy like Rich Hill, but he hasn't cared. He's pitched to both. He's complimented both. Yeah, and it's probably you know? case by case. Some guys And and to me, if he's not complaining right now, just the setup they have in that room. If Rich Hill isn't complaining, I don't see anybody complaining. Do you know what I mean? Sure. If Mitch Keller isn't complaining, I don't see any of them complaining. So I to me it's just a, a physical choice I make, like right now. Just the, the bat is so awful right this second. It's beyond, well, beyond. why why don't we at least say, Hey, how about you take a couple extra lab days a week? And that way we'll start Jason a couple extra days a week just for a little while. See if we can get some of that power back out of you that you, you, you had at one point, you know, mm-hmm. I don't care if he's a contact hitter, but if he could pop 10 home runs, it helps everything about him be more. Yeah, powerful. I, I mean, he has, he has one extra base hit. Yeah, I mean, he has a and double. He, he's so. been taking a lot of foul balls off of him and he ha- he probably is nicked up as well. You could probably sell him on a little bit of rest, you know, uh, work on some technique for for controlling the running game because it's a target now, man. This this series taught taught them that, I think. They're they're a target on the base paths. Yeah, and and
1: and you mentioned it earlier. Look, the pitching staff's got to do everything they can be doing to holding guys on. You know, so um,
0: <laughs> it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of weeks how. Look, they look at what Pittsburgh Sports All the Time says. He reminds me of Rob Brajas, No, <laughs> Rob Brajas couldn't do anything anymore. Hedges can still defend to it <laughs> to a degree and call a game. He just can't. Uh, yeah, he's like, not as swift at throwing guys out. He can't. Right. it. just about the same though.
1: He block. He he blocks everything. He frames everything. Those are not the issues. But that. But there are there are other issues that are starting to pop up now. Yeah. So. So
0: things to be concerned about, and you know they don't have you know high to call back on anymore. I think. Much like I said before, I think we're past that that stupid extra year thing. So if you really wanted to call on Andy, you could. Now we're into the it's just about money phase. So, and I think at this want, point, if he's ready, he's ready.
1: And I think they probably want Andy to really be kind of smoking the ball and sure, you know, like he's he's obviously had this little hiccup. But uh, when they do
0: call him up, Jim, here's something I've been tossing around. I really think they're going to go with three catchers. I think they'll, they'll lose like whoever that extra spot is and just go with three catchers because I don't think they're going to necessarily want to put the weight of this staff on that kid's shoulders, you know, four or five days a week.
1: And I think that's smart not to do that to him. but yeah. Yeah.
0: So well, I that's think that's a lot of ca- that's mark. a lot of catchers too. You know, um, it's a lot of catchers, but I think it's only until one of them gets traded. If you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. I look. It's only a month in, but these next couple weeks, I think, are going to be really kind of critical in a lot of areas for them, just to see how they respond from the series, from teams starting to run on them a little bit. And we'll see. This is about, we talk about all the time, individually, the league punches back. Well, the league punches back from a team perspective too. So we'll see.
0: Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the middle infield, huh? So we have a good question here from Anthony says, do you think long-term Bay and Castro would be better as bench players once Cruz and Gonzalez are up? Well. I mean, Cruz is already up. He's just injured. I don't know what that situation is going to be when he gets back. For all I know, he'll come back and he can do everything except the side to side action and, and whatever it takes to play shortstop and they have to just DH him. You know, that may be a situation. Um, I don't know, Jim, we'll see how, how he recovers and how he comes back and how quickly they want to infuse him.
1: There's actually like four topics in there. There's Cruz. Yeah. There's Bay. There's Castro and then Gonzalez, which I would caution people on just expecting that. But, you know, if you
0: want to stick with Bay and Castro, we can, we can do that. Bay and Castro. Castro, I hate to call anybody a, a future bench player um, when they're currently occupying a starting role that I don't see them relinquishing right now. Um, let's talk about Castro at shortstop first. I've seen a lot of people calling for his head basically as the shortstop. I'm going to make my sales pitch for why I think Rodolfo Castro stays at shortstop for right now. Uh, first, I don't think he's been egregiously bad there. I really don't. Um, he's minus one out above average, you know, right around average. I didn't expect them to be spectacular. Shortstop is a position I want to be consistent, and Rodolfo Castro's bat is something that the Pirates want to keep in the lineup every single day. I don't know that they feel the same way about Mathias, Bay, or Marcano. That means second base can remain a revolving door, and Bay can play a little outfield, Marcano can play a little outfield, Mathias can play a little outfield. And Rudy just gets to stay in one place and try to get better at it. I I think he's probably realistically gonna have to be the shortstop most of this season because again, I, I'm not hundred percent sure Cruz is gonna come back ready to man that position.
1: Yeah, here's the thing with Castro is it's kinda it's kind of a shame too, Gary, because like this is now the second year in a row where he's had to play way more shortstop than I think they wanted him to, right? So Yeah. yeah. Um, he's playing. It's not his natural position. Um, I don't think he's embarrassed himself, but yeah, I think you keep Castro there. They're not going to take his bat out of lineup a- right. at all.
0: They can, nor should they,
1: No. nor should they, they. I they mean, cannot. he's in a little
0: cold, cold patch right now, but no, I, I, I think he's shown enough to show that the bat deserves to be in that lineup right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and left-handed, you know, his hitting left-handed is is a bit to be desired. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I think when you now Bay Bay is a whole other topic. Uh, do you want to go with Bay? You want to do a little Bay? Yeah, Bay let's action? do Bay
0: because I mean I suggested yesterday I think we should plant him in center field, and I don't mean that he needs to start every day, but when he plays, that's where he plays. I'd like to let Mark Matthias and Marcano take over second base in a straight up platoon for right now. And that gets everybody a decent amount of playing time. Bay's been hitting left handers better than right handers, oddly enough. So he's a perfect guy to platoon with Jack. And when you want to play an all lefty lineup, play him in center, put Jack and right and Brian Reynolds in left field. and. Go at it that way. You know, I, I think have that you, that's where his at bats would have to come from. But I take never, him out of the the shortstop mix. I don't like Bay there.
1: No, no. Uh he's already had a little bit of adventures at second and center field. I wouldn't add that to his plate. And I'm um, not
0: saying never again on second base. I'm not I'm not like sitting here going, okay, he's a one position guy. He's a center fielder. I'm not ready to do that. But I think there's something to be said for settling, simplifying these, these kids, yeah, into roles where they get to play in roughly the same place pretty often.
1: You know, yeah you want you want to simplify the game as much as possible. Sometimes for guys, and we've seen him the ups and downs. Man, he's <laughs> he is a bit of a roller coaster. I have you ever seen a guy, Gary? a couple of these plays he's made in the outfield and that play the other day at second base, when he dove and, and, and the extension that he had clear past second into the shortstop area and then still got up and got the guy like he's, he's made some showstopper plays.
0: What's funny is I think yesterday, like right before, um, right before he made the, the little air, I tweeted out, um, Bay makes the spectacular and then fails the routine. Yeah. And what happened? The spectacular and then the next play fails the routine. Yeah. That what, what Bay does is I don't even know how to put this and like, it feels like the entire game speeds up for him and he just panics and he loses all sense of, of what's around him and what should be done.
1: He's the Anthony McFarland of the pirates is he's too sped up
0: at times. Yeah. Yeah. Gets super excited, gets out in front of himself and just disasters right around the corner. Castro used to be that way too. Like really? And you, you have to say Castro has chilled. He may still make errors and everything, but he has calmed down. Mm -hmm. He's a much more calming force now on, on defense and even at the, in the plate that he used to be. It's not as spastic as he used to be, that will come with age that comes with like maturity, but right now I don't want him anywhere near my middle infield. I'm sorry. And he played well today. It's not like, it's not like it's an every game thing for him. It just gets out in front of him. I'd rather have him in center field where he's got guys that can have his back and help him. You know, yeah. If he screws up, it's it's probably on a play that he shouldn't have been trying to make, and somebody's backed him up.
1: You know, yeah. well, and then we go to the other the other side of the spectrum with him and the and at the plate, right? Like it's he's here's what I would here's what I would caution people with is like especially Bay. This is a nice little extended ad- audition for him. It's it's just been a month. We have to let him play a little bit. We have like we can't be making any big We know what the concerns are. We know that his bat's a little light, but let's let him play a little bit. It's too early to be sitting there saying like haven't we learned, Gary, with Castro and Solinsky, like you can't no, no, making, we have not learned. No, <laughs> you can't be making these these decisions. Like it's such a small sliver, but you have they, to.
0: We ha- what we have to do, you and I especially, people like us who've been living and breathing and and drinking in prospect information for three years. You know, watching this thing go along. We have to remember. There's a lot of people that that literally just started watching. They have no idea that G1 Bay is taking his like 60th at bat or whatever, you know what I mean? Like whatever number he's on right now It's it's hard. I think for, for us sometimes to, to see some of the takes out there on Twitter, like, Oh, DFA him. Or, oh, send him down and not be like, uh, oh, can we not be childish about this? You know, like it's only been a month. Look at, look at the wrecking ball. Yeah, but it's OAA. Dude, this guy's scoring runs every time he gets on base.
1: Yeah, sometimes you do. Like you have to, you can't spend too much time looking at a piece of paper. Like you gotta see a game and watch it and see. Yes, he's got to get. He's got to improve. But when he does get on base, he's a problem. He's a huge problem. Um, Here's
0: another problem. I want Andujar's bat every once in a while in the lineup, but I don't want his glove anywhere near the field. And, uh, that's a problem because I, I want Andrew to play too. And it looks like they really don't want him in the field anymore.
1: Yeah. he's stopped altogether, right? He's, yeah. Like it's just stopped. Yep. Um, which is a little surprising. I don't think he needs to not play the field ever. I think
0: he might be dealing with some things. Could be. But, um, and especially on this turf, I don't think they want him on it. So it's that, that turf is really bad on people, (laughs) especially like the, the elder statesman. I, I continue to be shocked by, um, I continue to be shocked by the way that Carlos Santana plays the game right now at, at this age for real.
1: I today when he was, uh, you know, going hard for a double. I almost want to tell him slow down, big fella, like let, let's save some for the rest of the year. Don't pull a hammy on that He's been outstanding. I, I totally, totally. It's funny. You don't get to see these guys play elsewhere. Very much. So then yeah. when you do, you start to really
0: appreciate some of the things they do. He's been outstanding, Gary. He really has. So much more than you would imagine he would have been. Very heart and soul guy, too. Um, like took on a instantaneous leadership role on this team that I frankly didn't expect. I thought I thought basically a hired assassin here, you know. Uh, fifteen home runs, something like that. Play a decent amount, you know. I didn't think i th- I didn't think he'd be playing every day at first base, playing as well as he is at first base. I, was he supposed to be this good at first base? Uh, I thought Choi was supposed to be the superior defender.
1: He he has been field fielding, hitting, clubhouse. Um, you know, that to be careful about wearing these guys, the older guys, down as the season goes on, but what what's there to complain about he looks 10 years younger
0: yeah i i got no complaints about that i mean so are we happy then with uh, with the mix of players right now it's a month in i know you're, i know it's traditionally a little too early but usually when you start flipping the calendar over to may you do start to see some adjustments made you start to see a few little little tweaks to the roster i'm not sure the pirates have any obvious ones right now uh, Andy would be the the one I would think of, and potentially Luis Ortiz if they have to. But those are the two. I can't think of anything else.
1: No, I think you, I think if you can add those two guys sometime here in the next month or two, because I don't expect them to call Andy up tomorrow. Um, I just think that like that that is where you're going to get the infusion of talent and guys that can actually impact the game right away. And they both really could. They both really could. It's fun to think of this lineup with Endy in it and Ortiz in the starting rotation. It's, it's, It's really fun to think about because I think they're both guys that could really help them sustain a little bit of what they've been doing. I don't want them to waste the start. You know, that's my big thing.
0: I, th- I think they could both um, actually impact the lineup. Um, Andy, I I'm not a hundred percent sure on, and he has hit on every level. I just, man, it's so hard for a rookie to come up and really impact with the bat. It really is. You usually get like a couple weeks of, of real strong, like, Hey, welcome to the league. Nobody knows you. Here's a fastball meet, you know, like, and, and you'll get some, some instant offense out of it. And a good feel the Brian good. Hayes effect. Yeah. You'll get a good feel good moment. You know, the thing it'll, it'll really feel like it's gelling, and then the struggles kind of come. So for me, whenever they decide to use that infusion, I kind of, it's kind of up to them, you know, if that's going to come in June. Okay, cool. If that's going to come now, okay, fine. Get it whenever you need it, but he is going to struggle too. So I I don't like looking at him like he's a savior or he's going to come in and just dominate major leagues. Like he has every other level because you just don't see it a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, look at Outman out in LA. I thought for a moment there, he might hit 50 home runs this year. You know, he slowed down significantly. Right. Right. So,
1: those are those are the two areas or two players that I look at, um, and even they could have you know some some big ups and downs. But um, the division is is kind of what we thought it would be, and maybe maybe slightly because the Cardinals, boy, what a mess! What a mess! Like
0: uh, the Cardinals are mess. bad because they don't even have anything to pull from, brother. In fact, you know what? Let's take a break and come back and talk division a little bit because I think it deserves a sound segment. Back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Gary and Jim with you. And we just talked a little bit about the series that was bad taste that it left in our mouths. Hopefully the fight that it put in these boys to get that cutlass back out once they get back to PNC Park and start facing the Blue Jays, who are also a very good baseball team, Jim. Well, and let, and about- let, the,
1: let that series piss you off if you're a pirate. Yeah, right? get like, mad. Like, like, get mad get a little bit of that swagger back, say like, you know what? Okay. You know, take that mentality. us Against the world. I think that that's hopefully what they take from it. Let's Okay.
0: I just wanted to get that out there. I'm glad you got it out. (laughs) You looked like a tea kettle over there. (laughs) So let's talk about the division a little bit because boy, it's been interesting, right? I mean, the Cardinals are, I think Jim in some serious trouble. It's, this might be real. They might really stink. They have enough good players that you would think it, it wouldn't last like this, but they don't have enough pitching. And we know damn well what not having enough pitching does.
1: They're in a, they've made a huge hole for themselves. The only saving grace is, is that The division is probably going to be winnable in the high 80s for games, Um, maybe 90. So, like, that at least keeps you in it. If they were in – can you imagine if they were in another division right now? How many games would they be back on some of these other – on on the Rays right now? So, like, that's the only thing that's keeping them in it. And I hate ever bury them because –
0: I know. I know. You hold them in some kind of reverence, and your sister will never let you live it down if you hmm. if you go after it too Trust hard.
1: Trust me. But, but listen, I don't. I don't know. Years your sister. of getting teased by my sister in St. Louis, but I
0: don't know your sister, so I'm going to go hard in the paint. All right. St. Louis is dead. You know what killed them this year? No yachty. And I I, I believe that Wilson Contreras does not. Have that pitching staff the same way Yachty would have, and Yachty can't run anymore. And he could barely hit last year, but that dude could come out in a wheelchair and call a game, you know, <laughs> like with it's the just not bell, the same with a little bell on it, it's not the same thing. And they've lived on it for so long that the whole organization just doesn't know what to do, yeah, including the, the remaining pitching staff that he probably had a huge hand in helping be good in the first place.
1: Yeah. They, they You know, like, so if they are truly dead, then you're down to four other teams. Who would you bet on? Uh, who would you bet on, Gary? Like, I don't know. I, it's, it, and that's what makes, yeah. And that's what makes it so interesting for the rest of the year. Because it really is completely wide open.
0: Completely wide open. I, I mean, here's here's the weird thing, Jim. We we both don't want to say what, what we really think because um it's it's just a scary thing to say at the beginning of May. The Pirates right now, I think have the most complete pitching staff in this division. And I think they can hit with all of them when they're really hitting I, I don't I don't I don't discount the possibility they could sneak this thing off the brewers are just off kilter right now I expect the brewers to push back more here yeah pitching they're getting their butts there is, kicked again right yeah, now they,
1: they're they've they've hit a rough little patch here too. they they're pitching still pretty good um but there, th- th- and that's why I keep coming back to like, you know, just avoid the big long. Once you've had this start, just avoid the big long losing streaks that kind of wipe it out. You know, like
0: yeah, four game have, losing streak we're on right now is about as far as you want to go. Yes,
1: yeah. yes, you got, you gotta, you got, you can't let that turn into six or seven. And the Blue Jays are going to do their damnedest to make sure it is six or seven. So they sure. really do have to rebound quite quickly. But once you've built this kind of start for yourself, boy, it it would be su- it would suck to see it kind of just start getting chipped away. The division's given them a lot of help. They get swept by the Rays, and they don't lose any ground. True, because everyone's been losing.
0: I mean, the Cubs. This was just kind of like a reversal of 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 course. I, I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Both called Ty on getting injured before the season. Ima- imagine that.
1: Yeah, poor poor guy. I,
0: I mean, for real though, <laughs> it's it's exactly why you know that was one come home feel good story I didn't want because you just cannot trust him to to stay healthy. And I love the guy, really do. I think he's a very very talented pitcher. Just sorry, man. <laughs> like, but the Cubs aren't for real. I don't think anyway, and I no. don't think they have enough coming right now that they're going to call up and like go off on some storm. I don't even know if I believe in Bellinger yet. You know, he's He looks better, but like, you know. yeah, Yeah,
1: it's been a long time, so let's give it more than a month to declare him all the way back.
0: Yeah, I'm probably most impressed and most wrong about the Reds because the Reds can pitch. I mean that to me. I think they can pitch with anybody, and they do have some kids coming that they should be excited about, and that could really upturn a lot of things. Um, But the Pirates and the Brewers got to be the favorites right now, just because of the starts they got off to.
1: Yeah, the starts. When you get off to a good start in a weak division, and then a team that you're figuring you're going to have to deal with is not there, which is the Cardinals. Um. Yeah, and and then you know, it just really comes down to the fact that what do teams like the Pirates and Reds want to do when they've had things scheduled out the way they have? Yeah. um, About when they want to be competitive, and and will you accelerate that if you if you have an opportunity? Will you do that? This the Pirates are likely going to be in the conversation for a good portion of the summer, even if they just, even if they're even close to 500, they're going to be, the division's going to
0: dictate that. Yeah. So I don't think this is a nearly as difficult a conversation as, as some people are making it
1: about, about the coming off the series and just in general, or no,
0: just about like whether they would do what's necessary at the deadline or whatever. I, I really think it's about your definition. You know, I see people go all in or would they be all in what's all in like is all in like, yeah, screw it. Let's, let's, let's give them uh, Priester and, you know, Termar Johnson and Henry Davis for some pitcher for, for two years or something. No, that would be stupid to me. That wouldn't be all in. You know, even if you, even if it made sure you got in the playoffs this year, I'm not sure I would do something like that. So define all in, because I think to some people all in means it has to be some monster move. I just want them to be smart and add if there's holes. And I mean, if there's holes, we don't know if there are again, we talked about Cruz early on in this, in the show. I'm worried about him coming back as a shortstop. They might not be. But like, if he comes back as a shortstop, that's one hole I'm no more, I'm not worried about anymore. And now Castro can play second base and hopefully I've learned some other people can back him up pretty well. And I move him back over there and I'm stronger all the way across the diamond. I've probably got G man Choi back sitting on my bench. So I have a good lefty option off the bench that I can throw out there. I probably got cutch DHing all the time. Sawinski has probably kept going. I would imagine. G1 Bay, we figured out what we're doing one way or another. Yeah, either whether he's, he's a starter or or a,
1: or a bench piece that's sure. very you know valuable in late game situations. Like, yeah, I think I think the goal here is, and this is maybe what, as we're talking through it, as we like to do, these next couple months, let's just. Let's just keep things afloat to the point where you're not going backwards. you know I'm not saying you have to do anything crazy, go on these big winning streaks anymore. Let's just maintain to get some reinforcements. We'll see where
0: it goes, but maintain like yeah. like,
1: like let's just keep things afloat right now.
0: I just think before we start worrying about whether they'll go, whatever your version of all in is. Well, it ain't what you just proposed. That's insane. No, but let, let's just see what holes there are first. That's all. Yeah, like you may be very happy with your team. Andy's up here. You may be good. You know, and even then, you'd probably want to go and get something better than just okay somewhere. That's what teams do when they really fortify. So. You know, maybe instead of Ann Duhar being your 26th man, you'd have, dare I say, Colton Wong or something like that. Oh, man. <laughs> well, maybe no, but think killed. about like a, a veteran lefty bat like that could come off your bench and play a bunch of different positions for you. Something like that. Or, a, you know, a, a seasoned veteran a Matt, like a Matt Carpenter or um, somebody along those lines that you're not really – Committed to long term, but he can come in and help take take a big at bat in a big moment, and not have it overwhelm him. Right. That's all. and, And
1: and just touching back on the pitching real quick, I think like let's hope the Velasquez thing is something that they can get get by, and it's not long term because some of that stuff really starts to to add up on you, right? Right. Like people are like, well, you know, Brubaker's no good and Velazquez and um, Garcia, you're, you're talking three guys now, like out of a, how many (laughs) pitching staff, two of your, two of your starters, like that, that starts to take a toll on you as the, as the months drag
0: on. I mean, three, if you count Burroughs, because I mean, there's right. There's three that you probably counted on this year. For sure. And and say what you will, Ortiz and Burroughs were counted on this year. To be able to come up, at least. Not necessarily to come up, but to be able to come up this year. Right. So, there's that. And uh, Dave brings up another interesting guy here because we tend to not talk about him. Connor Joe. Guy's still hitting, man. I It's been a month. I have yet to see him taken at bat that I'm like, oh. He took that one off.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Did you see like the Fort did a, um, uh, during the pregame, he did a breakdown of Connor Joe uh, swing before his stance, what he yep. was doing and know what he's doing now. And the things kind of like, what, you know, where he's holding his hands, the bat angle, all that stuff. He's made some adjustments. You You, you obviously can't. You, you you hope they stick, but so far the adjustments. He looks like a
0: different hitter, so yeah. he's got more pop than than I remember. He doesn't get cheated up there. I will say no. that he he really does, and that's that's hilarious because nobody thought that was a starter candidate, and I just named off. Even didn't I just name off like my my outfield that wouldn't didn't. need any additions, and and mm-hmm. I didn't even talk about him. Right, I mean, like, that's what I mean. Come trade deadline, just not sure what What those holes are. I think those holes might very well come from injury. You know, I, I, I think that, or, or, you know, maybe, uh, come like playoff run time even a healthy Vince Velasquez is no longer good enough and you don't trust a rookie to take that spot. So you go and get a a real qualified major league starter. You know,
1: that would be what I would think you would do. But, you know, and then someone you have more years of control that you can kind of fit right into your long-term plan here. But, you know, I am worried about um, Vince. I do. I do wonder... If it's not going to be something that they're, that's going to keep him out for a little while.
0: Yeah. All I can say is he sounded positive about it and even said he kind of had experience with something similar. So we'll see. Um, It is what it is. Nothing we can do about it anyway, one way or another. Let's do one more here from Pittsburgh sports all the time. Uh, He says, Cabrian Hayes might be the only baseball player he's ever seen who hits the ball too hard, mostly every time. And I know exactly what he's talking about because he does. And his one single today, he got a Kevin Newman special to the right side <laughs> when <laughs> yeah. they were
1: oddly shading him. Like, like they,
0: but most people
1: do. Jim. I know must be what weird. analytics
0: are telling them. But no. um, yeah, he, uh, he, he was doing okay there in the leadoff spot. And even from a, a, a slug and OPS standpoint, he's, he's still doing okay up there, but Derek Shelton moved him down uh in, in the game on Thursday and put uh Marcano up there, which I'm okay with. I want I kinda want to see what he could do up there as well. But Brian Hayes' bat is just not coming around as much as you'd want, at least not as consistently Literally. as you'd Literally. want. He's just not he's just back
1: to not pulling the ball at all. You know, everything is is pretty much hit the other way. And yes, it'd be hit hard, but like, I just don't think you can survive that way in major league baseball anymore. You know? So, um, he's had some bad luck with hard hit balls this year. Let's hope he that sure has like, we, we need to say that because his numbers look worse than they probably should be. But let's hope that that let's hope that evens out over the year. I, I still like him in the leadoff spot. I think it fits him pretty well, Gary. I think, and he, he doesn't have to worry about being a run producer. He can. It, I think it just fits what he is more than what we hope him to be. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, Yeah. So that's why I keep going back to
0: it. I think um, I'm okay with him in the leadoff spot. I'd prefer it against lefties. And uh and then let one of the burners start up top, like Bayer or, or Marcano. Mm-hmm. But uh it doesn't matter more than once a game to me. He's gonna have to hit somewhere. Uh my second suggestion were for him would be like seven, eight, nine. So um it is what it is. I I, I think he's ultimately if, if everything's going great long term, I think Cabrian Hayes is a six hitter type. You know, he's right outside of that run production zone. He's maybe in that second wave that you hope starts something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's just what he is. And, he, and he's going to play phenomenal defense. I it puts a lot it, of pressure on first base. Yeah. Because I, you have to have a run producer at first base. If Cabrian Hayes is on your team, first base cannot afford to be. Um, well, for instance, it can't be Connor Joe next year, it's got to be somebody that can hit, and, and yeah, they might have to, to consider that. seeing if Carlos Santana might decide to live another year in baseball
1: <laughs> right now. Yes, I mean, I I would fully endorse that. Um, but yeah, they can't, someone has to carry that offensive load at the corners a little bit, yeah. Um I find it interesting that he's really back to not trying to pull the
0: ball. Um, well, I think again, that's the way he's being shaded. So I, th- <laughs> I think he's, <clears throat> he's trying to beat that shift that <laughs> that is still happening. He's just being shifted, um, you know, about as far as you can be anyway, to that right. side. Um, it's amazing. You know, they, they talk about like getting rid of the shift and, it, it looks like a shift to me. It's just not as ridiculous. It's slightly less ridiculous. Yeah, that's it, all. It,
1: it's just gotten rid of all the extreme stuff that, that like yeah. it was getting ridiculous.
0: Yeah. That said, Hayes, when he's going, right. He's a line drive hitter anyway. So like, that's what I want to see him do. He's much better back up the middle, you know, straight away a little bit mm. right center. Sure. Um, and then the, but I, the the thing he's always needed to be able to incorporate is to be able to pull it for power when the pitch dictates it. When you, you know? get
1: that pitch, can, you need to be able to turn on
0: it and do. I'm going to say it. something. I'm going to say something about Brian Hayes and there's no other way to put it besides a backhanded compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. It is. I think there are times when Brian Hayes is too smart to hit a baseball. I just think he outthinks himself too much. And you can, you can just see his gears grinding at the plate and he gets something in his head. You can almost tell what he's trying to do before he does it. And if we can tell watching it at home, believe me, the pitchers and catchers can tell what he's trying to do too. Yeah. You
1: know, well, and and until he shows that he's able to do those other things consistently that we're talking about.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: you know, it's a little bit of uh, groundhog day with him. It's,
0: it's probably approaching. I I mean, I would say we're probably beyond accepting that it is what it is. This is what he is. You know, he's, he's kind of going to be a a mid grade hitter. And I think there's a place for that, especially playing that kind of defense. Again, it just causes some repercussions elsewhere. Right. You have to make sure first base is an offensive position. You have to. Which has never been a problem for the pirates. We've always we've always been super strong offensively at first
1: base. So well I
0: we've mean, been super offended by first base, <laughs> at least. Such um,
1: an odd it's such an odd thing or for their history of their organization. It really, really is. Really man. Look at it,
0: it's weird. It really is. But they have to do something there. That's gotta be offense. And um don't look in the minor leagues if you're hoping. Not right now. No, nope. you won't like what you see. <laughs> no, nope. just saying. Um, don't look at, don't look at Nunez right now. <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah. So Jim, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, we're going to be watching the blue Jays next week. I will be doing this show from Milwaukee as Alice Cooper once said. Yeah. And uh, that should be fun.
1: And let's see how they respond this week, Gary. Let's just, let's, let's, let's see if they can. Circle the wagons a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we'll we'll see a, a bounce back. Uh, everybody was striking the right tone. Uh, Kutch being really mad after the game is probably a very good sign for what that dugout's going to hear on the plane ride home. And uh, I think hopefully they'll, they'll rinse this off. See Derek Shelton smile a little bit this week. Let's get back in the groove, huh? Dude, hey early measuring stick
1: gay or series now we now they know now we know there's still a ways to go
0: but we'll see that's right hey thanks everybody for joining make sure you subscribe like us uh, subscribe to the channel all the channels and uh, without further ado let's go ahead and toss it off to Ben yes, you